Hey, got any idea what a gandy dancer is? Or a phrenologist? What about a knocker-upper? Believe it or not, these are all actual jobs from the past, and the stories behind them are fascinating. I'm Matt Beat. And I'm Helen Hong, and every week we take a look at a different occupation that is now Jobsolete on our new podcast called, you guessed it, Jobsolete. Check it out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did Abraham Lincoln's deep depressions make him a better president to lead the U.S. through civil war? Why did Marilyn Monroe's death by suicide coincide with an upswing in her movie career? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my podcast, Season 2 of Personology, I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Find Season 2 of Personology on January 25th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Boom. Mike check one, two, one, two. Episode this is one fifty six. One fifty six, man. We rocking and rolling. Episode 156, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling. Uh, I binge watched that, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor over the weekend. How How is that? I like it. I really liked it. What is it about? Is it is it like freaky? It'll like fuck my brain up? It's... All right. So it's it's a gothic... Love story, <laughs> like Twilight with with ghosts. <laughs> like so, it's a uh, you know, it's like it's it's the it's not a sequel to Hill House, The Haunting of Hill House, right? Oh, it's an anthology version of like a sequel. So like, there's some people who play the same like that play the same characters. There's some people who are the same actors that are mm. just playing different characters. I didn't know it was in that same universe. I thought it was some- yeah. yeah completely different shit yeah it's the same guy same writer um and director i don't think he directed this like i think he directed every episode of hill house i think he only directed one episode in this oh wow Uh, but same writer like he's he wrote all of it um it's it's good it's really good i really enjoyed it but it's not like there's some jump scares in it and there's some like eeriness Mm -hmm. um the only thing that like kind of ruined it for me was I had like subtitles on and I don't always watch with subtitles, but like I just happen to have them on. Okay. Uh, I think my kid, my kids always turn the subtitles on for whatever reason. The same. So like, I think they watched something and had subtitles on. So I just left. I didn't bother to try turning it off. And like, so a little bit of like the eeriness would killed because like before the eerie music would come on it's kind of like mood setting it says right on the bottom of the screen eerie music playing yeah, yeah, yeah. so like creepy it took music. me out right. yeah it kind of took me out of like oh i'm supposed to be a little creeped out with this music here right but it's more a love story than like a horror story but there's ghosts mm. there's still like still ghosts and ghosts still play a huge part in it yeah um 
and it's it's really good though. It's really well done. Um, the acting is fucking phenomenal. Mm. Um, and you know, aside from the people from Hill House, I don't know any of the actors that are in it. Like they're all pretty new to me. Yeah. Um, so that helps because it doesn't take me out of stuff. Um, uh, I love like spooky anthology stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love creep show as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, what was this shit? Uh, damn. It was a joint that we used to watch at just crib. It was like a Korean joint. Um, and there was <laughs> just, shout out to just for having like the freakiest movies ever back when we was young. We would like twist up L's and be like, hi, shit, <laughs> just crib. He'd be playing. It's just like the most horrific shit. But um, there was a film. It was uh, three extremes. I think it was called. Okay. And there was one straight up. The whole film was just a woman who had been buried alive. And you just like hear her breathing and shit and like struggling in a fucking coffin. It was horrendous. And then, you know, when you're like high and you like sensitive as shit, I don't know about, about y'all, but like I only want like puppies and kittens when yeah. I'm stoned. You know what I mean? And this shit was like the most horrific shit. There was one where a guy um tied up this guy's family with like piano wire it was just it was like horrible like the the most horrible things you could imagine but i i love like scary creepy ominous stuff in that uh in that format where it's like episodes of shit you know all maybe all tied together or whatever yeah yeah I, um it was i i i, I thought it was really good um mm. it was really it's really worth like sitting and binging you know what i mean nice nine episodes too so like it's not super long yeah um, yeah but yeah that was really good um you uh you you uh finally indulged in a tv show i mean you know only 20 years late but you, you know, know. <laughs> i like to be on the cutting edge yeah of, of popular culture yeah you're you're correct i finally sat down and watched the wire you know what I mean? <laughs> I can I can hear people groaning <laughs> preemptively. Uh, but yeah, I want to say um, a couple years ago, I posted on Facebook. I just posted. I've never seen an episode of The Wire. And I had like 80 comments in the thread. Before. <laughs> people were really, really disappointed in me. Uh, but I just never when it came out, I didn't have cable and I just never really got around to watching it um i tried a couple times and couldn't really get into it but this time i was like ready for it i was like yo i'm gonna sit down and watch the wire and i finished it dumb fast you know what i mean because like i started it um i went out of town uh last week and i started it um a couple weeks you know before i rolled out and then I just finished it like the other day. So I went through it like it's like five seasons. I went through it like mad quick and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. I thought um, it kind of like crept up on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was watching it. The first couple episodes were like whatever for me. And I was like, all right, you know what I mean? I'm going to just stick with it. 
And after a while, I don't know when I transitioned from just sticking with it to like being really excited for you know the the next like coming episodes but it 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 snapped like that and i was like fully invested yeah yeah it's it's probably one of the best well-written shows as far as like building character depth um Mm. and like every episode has a like amazing one-liners yeah um and like, di- like deep one-liners, not just like, oh, you know, joke here and there, but like See, some slick shit, yeah, yeah. Um, and even just like little shit, like the the she, the, the or not even that the motherfucker episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like where they're investigating the you know spoilers for a fucking TV show that's been out for twenty years, <laughs> right? In case you're John and you never watched it before, <laughs> um, but like when they're investigating that murder and they're like the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like that's all they say in the whole scene. The whole fucking scene, yeah. And like, but like, you get the context of it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's amazing. I mean, like, I think The Wire is one of the best shows, if not the best show ever, on TV. Yeah. And what I always loved about it was it it didn't uh, like it didn't like uh, fucking um, memorialize fucking police officers and like right. Right. It showed that they're not perfect people. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, they're the most like they're listen, there's there's certain aspects of it where they're like, you know, they're the quote unquote good guys in a lot of senses. But like it showed complex depth in like even like, you know, the essentially like hood characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and that like, you know, there's certain shit that's like, you know, like Omar, like, you know, he I, I never like he says, like I never raised my, my gun on a citizen. Right, right. Like I only ever raised my gun on somebody in the game. It was in the game, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he and, killed it playing that role. Uh, Michael K. Williams, really, all of them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, they they yeah, did it's crazy. That shit. It's crazy too when you watch that, and then like I've watched so much shit after that, and been like, oh, that like that's McNulty right there. Like, because I've mm-hmm. never he was such a like in, he's in so much shit that I've just never paid any attention to him. But because right. of like that character, like now I know I see him in a bunch of other shit. Right. Yeah, that shit. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Wood Harris was real great in it, and like every time somebody would die. I was like, I would be like, yo, how are they going to continue to fucking show (laughs) (laughs) without this motherfucker? You know what I mean? Like, how how are they like, um, what's the boy, uh, D'Angelo? Like, when D'Angelo died, I was like, this is like his show. Like, how do how do y'all go on? But then they did. I love um, how the storytelling you could tell basically that they're telling the story of Baltimore as a city, but they um from like a macro and micro sense it's like the you know focus on the schools and the media and the newspaper you know uh newspaper in the city the police and and the fucking docks and the young boys you know hustling on the corner and shit it's like you get all of these little like micro you know pieces of of you know city life in baltimore but the whole is like greater than all of the small parts. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah, that shit, it was like, I thought it was brilliant that they approached it that way. Um, 
I had issues with the show. Um, some of the dialogue is like mad cringy to me. I know that white people wrote a lot of that fucking dialogue for them black characters. You can't convince me otherwise. Um, but but besides that, I thought it was like really well done. And I see why people, you know, say it's like, yo, this is like a great fucking show. It absolutely is. Yeah. And what I will say is like, you could definitely tell like they spent time to really build those characters because like, yo, you watch that show and you're like, yo, I know people that were like this. Yeah. Like I know, like we grew up with like the fourth season when it's all about the kids. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Like, I when I was a kid, I knew every one of those kids. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like right. I knew somebody who was like every one of those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just like when I was older, like I knew a bunch of, you know, I knew hustlers and shit. And I knew dudes that were, you know, I, I didn't necessarily know no kingpins and no shit like that, but like, mm-hmm. you know, knew dudes that acted the way certain dudes act and yeah, who did shit the way certain dudes did it. It, it it's it's a phenomenal show in a way that it's like it's small like it takes like snapshots of shit mm. but like then builds them bigger you know what mm. i mean like each snapshot like you know like one of those things where like it's a mosaic or whatever and they use like a picture to then build like a bigger picture like mm-hmm. that's what they did you know what right. i mean they took like very small snapshots of each situation to then make it a bigger picture and make it something that's um like it showed how it, it showed just how inner working and, and how interwoven everything is set up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And how everything is fucking set up against black and brown people. And like, yeah, like you can't just like, just changing one part of the system is never going to, to change it. You know what I mean? I was going to say, I noticed that um, what, what stuck out to me and what I, don't think that we see uh as frequently as we should in uh popular culture and media just it it, the wire showed how institutions fail poor people black folks specifically at like every level you know what i mean there was no like you had some cops who were attempting to be noble you know what I mean? But they were surrounded by a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, by en- a corrupt system. Yeah. Right. And engaged themselves in a bunch of bullshit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You had teachers who were attempting to be noble, but didn't have the funding or the wherewithal. It really showed um, just how the institutions of our society who are supposed to take care of people, especially are supposed to take care of the most vulnerable, just don't do that. You know what I mean? And how people who are powerful have all of the opportunities to take advantage of, of the system and take advantage of the institutions that are supposed to protect uh, poor and vulnerable people and how they use it, you know, to their own benefit. It just really um, outside of this. I think that's part of what makes the wire greater than the average like crime drama where it's like framed in like a moral sense. Like there's good guys and there's bad guys. And sometimes the, you know, bad guys act good. And sometimes the good guys act bad. The wires like uh, has a a greater dimension to it to me because it it shows how a lot of these failings and a lot of these um, uh, 
situations that people get into are really failings of the system. Yeah. 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 It lived, it let people live in the gray while like showing the system in the negative the whole time. Like, it did, you know what I mean? It didn't allow, like, you know, it didn't, you know, it, it didn't bother to ever try to show the system as working. Like it purposely showed the system doesn't work at all. Yeah. Like people have to live in a gray area because the fucking system doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like if it the, did, shit would be better. Exactly. Like the whole first season is like, yo, we just want dope on the table. Like we just want a good photo op mm-hmm. so we can show that we're doing something. And yeah. that's like, I mean, we, I just saw, uh, I forget who posted it over the weekend, but somebody posted a picture of like, they busted a a weed ring in like New York. Mm-hmm. I think it was Reef. Shout out Reef. I think Reef posted it, and uh, and it's like how much time and money was wasted on that yep. for a drug that's illegal in in a lot of states. Everywhere, it's about yeah. Every it, it, for at least like medical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like if it's not even recreational, just medical. It's legal fucking here in Pennsylvania for medical. So like. Mm-hmm. You did all this shit to bust a uh, all this money and shit that's wasted to bust a fucking uh, a, a marijuana ring. That's like how, how much? Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, was probably wasted mm-hmm. on that. That could have been used in other areas that could have helped so much more. Yeah, but it's always it's just the optics. It's always about the optics, right? And like it showed too. Like it's like yo, it, you know, in the police department, you fucking fail upwards. Yo, there was <laughs> there was. I'm glad you said that. There was so much of that shit that I peeped throughout the wire. I'm like, wait, this guy's still a cop. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Or this just you got upwards. a promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fail upwards. I mean, like they make it a point of going like Lester Freeman works in the pawn shop department because he tried to like bring a case against something, you know, somewhat bigger than street level. And they were like, yeah, no, you're, you're going right. out. Like, you know, they banish you to somewhere. So you don't fucking like, you can't make waves. Yeah. They're like, yo, you're doing too much. Yeah. 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 Like, and even like, as he becomes, as he gets on the drug cases and he's like, well, we got to follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they pull over like a state rep, they're like, yeah, no, now it's case is dead. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. They as pulled over gets, uh, uh, Ashy Larry. Yeah, Ashy Larry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. As soon as you get to a certain point, they're like, "No, no, no, we don't want that." And like, that is something that you didn't see in crime shows. Like, you know what I right. mean? Right. Um, because you know they the whole like you know that's not what you see in fucking Law and Order every day, or you know what I mean? Like, none of these shows are fucking blue bloods or what you know. Name the million fucking cop shows that are out here. Yeah. It's never about that. Like it's about like, yo, we make these, you know, you you only get a certain level. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yo, this guy's a pervert. Let's get him. Yeah. But we don't yeah. see like all of the like corruption and shit that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yo. Like that shit. Um how they showed um they were like, yo, we're trying to we're trying to get funds out of the city budget for like one specific problem like the they they thought there was like a, a homeless serial killer yeah. it turned out to be bullshit but they were like all right yo if you do this and if you give you know man hours to the cops then you're gonna have to cut the teachers it might be like a teacher's layoff <laughs> later or whatever and like 
they had to like balance that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really just showed really how precarious, you know, budgeting and, and policing and all of this stuff works and education. And like you said, like how interwoven all of this shit really is. And, you know, none of it's, you know, serving the people as it should be. Nah, it's, it's all the, it's all a game. And it's so, and it's rigged. That's like the biggest thing. Like, and, and it's one of the saddest aspects of aspects of um, the wire is that, like, the finale is is just it goes on. Like, yep, nothing yep. changes. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Because the war on drugs has never the war on drugs has never gone away. Nothing changes. Like, people players change. No one like, and I think something that always hit me was like Marlo was always about his name. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Marlo's, you know, like even in the end when he's like, you know, gone straight or whatever, he fights, he beats up two dudes in the street. But, but like the whole point is when he hears, he hears them talking about Omar. Omar became a legend. Marlo stepped away from the game and it just became another Marlo. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like Avon was Marlo before Marlo. And now Marlo, now right. he's out the game. There's just another Marlo. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like your legend just goes away. Like yeah. Omar is a folk hero. Yeah. I mean, Omar, like they're talking about it. And like that's something like was real subtle in the last season. Is like after he gets killed, there's there's like background conversations of him going, Oh, he was he shot, he was in a shootout with like 15 people and he yeah. killed five with like you know what I mean? So, yo, they came up with the AKs. Yeah. 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 Like there's like there's there's a folk hero legend that's built around Omar. And people have already forgotten who Marlo is because mm-hmm. there's just already another Marlo. Yep. You know what I mean? And you were never going to be him. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and now like Chris becomes, Chris is the new Omar now. And mm-hmm. like you have like, you know what I mean? Like these, all these people just end up like, you know, fucking like the best, the best thing I ever got from it, like was Bub's story. Mm, yeah. Like Bub's story when he like his sister opens up the the stairs like that's the only happy ending we really get you know right. what I mean right everybody else just goes on mm-hmm. Bub's is the is the story that changes yeah he actually gets progress because it's yo it's heartbreaking when you watch when you watch it again later on like watching him like because there's a couple times in there and it's probably the realest story of like drug addiction you get in the sense of like um. Like he's oh I'm gonna give up I'm gonna give it up I'm gonna give it up mm-hmm. and then like he falls right back into it because like you know he hits a fucking barrier and because the right. system is so fucked up like there's no way to get around that so like he's right back to doing it again and it's just like you see him get to a, a point and then he falls again about and like to finally see him like walk through the door at the end like my mm. whole takeaway from the wire I wrote this uh, not too long ago so I, I did a rewatch and it was like I just hope Bubs is stay clean. Yeah. Like if that's yeah. the win you get, then fuck it, man. That's the win you take. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's just it's an amazing series. And yeah. if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> sorry, we spoiled it. everything. Yeah. But well yeah. listen, it's fucking worth it. Like even if you know everything that's coming. Because you I, knew what you, you know a lot spoilers. just from Yeah, just from like social context, you know a lot. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah, I knew um I feel like I knew uh, Stringer had gotten killed 
yeah, I knew I knew a few things about yeah. it going into it. And I was like, nah, I'm just gonna really uh give this the time and attention that you know that it probably that it warrants. I don't yes. say probably that it warrants. Yeah. Word. Yeah. It was it's great. Go watch it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, watch the that'll be the name of this episode. Watch the fucking wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's uh hop out and go into a break. A, a bunch of a few crazy things have happened uh, in the past week since we last uh, spoke. But yeah, let's let's hop out into a break. Come right back. Who is David Bowie? Well, that depends on who you ask or which record you play. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that question, we'll have to go Off the Record. My name is Jordan Runtog, and I'm the host of Off the Record, a new music biography podcast from iHeartRadio. Off the Record goes beyond the songs and into the hearts and minds of rock's greatest legends. Every season profiles one classic artist, taking listeners on a wild ride through their extraordinary career. The first season examines the life, or rather lives, of David Bowie. Each episode of the 11th part audio event tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, these faces form an intimate portrait of one of the 20th century's most influential figures. So who was David Bowie? Tune in to Off the Record to find out. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. All right, boom, back in effect. Um, okay, so you gonna have to walk me through this one because okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I read a little bit about it, but I'm still not exactly sure about what's happening. But uh, Killer Mike launches a new digital banking service, and it's called Greenwood Banking. Yeah, uh, break uh, this down for me. I mean, it, Greenwood is it, Greenwood Banking is obviously named after the um, the area in the Tulsa. You know the the Black Wall Street. So yeah, Tulsa. Um, for folks who don't know, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, a black community was was burnt down back in the day and bombed, and you know multiple people were killed in by white people. You know sometimes you have to like specify. <laughs> I feel like you say like, oh yeah, a bunch of black people got killed, and white people are like, well, who did it? Y'all did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, this is a prosperous black town. Yes, uh, that black was, community. Yeah, that was destroyed during the uh, Jim Crow era. But yeah, uh, Greenwood is is like was their bank at yes. the time. That's where they got Killer Mike got the name from. Yeah, and it's a like it's a digital banking service for like Black and Latinx people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
it, it's essentially like it's supposed to help like build like uh financial literacy and um build up like black and brown wealth you know yeah, what yeah. i mean um with like loans designed specifically to like you know a, a, a you know like it's not um not a uh like not unknown that like black and brown folks are specifically like not given loans at the same rates white people are for businesses, for homes, for all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and if they are, it's like this, it's the targeted shit that happened with the housing collapse, the housing market collapse. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, predatory loans. Yeah. Predatory shit. Um, so this is like supposed to be set up to, to, to combat those kind of things. Um, my only worry with the, like <clears throat> my only worry with things like this, are like the true backing behind it similar to like uh akon and the fucking like the the, the lighting lights. yeah in africa yeah. The project and yeah 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 and it's like china's the one that's behind it right right you know what i mean like i always i just get leery with that kind of shit because people take advantage like you know what i mean like yeah. they see it they see an opportunity to take advantage um but yeah, I mean, like, if it's all legit and everything, it's like it's awesome because like yeah. it's just extremely important. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen some people kind of um, on Twitter when this was announced. I've seen some people like jabbing at it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't like Killer Mike or disagree with him politically, yes. yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be like, yo, fuck this dude. What is this? Um, I'm fully on board with the idea that like black capitalism won't save black people. Like, I understand that. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, in the meantime, we absolutely should be able to get loans. We absolutely should. I feel like there's like a middle ground that doesn't get discussed. Like people are like, "Yo, all we got to do is like, you know, capitalism, but black, and then it'll work." And then you have like people who are like black leftists who are like, "No, don't do it at all." I feel like there's a middle ground. Like black folks need loans. Black folks need, um you know, financial independence, financial literacy, all of that stuff that's been like systematically denied us, you know what I mean? For since we've gotten here uh, in this country. So like you said, if this is like all right and exact and it's not, you know, some bullshit behind the scenes, I don't have no problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like you said, I think killer, the name killer Mike attached to it makes it divisive to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of people on both sides who don't like Killer Mike for different reasons. Yeah. Um and uh so I think that can hurt in certain aspects. And like you said also, um the idea that uh you know just capitalism capitalism with a different, you know what I mean, a different hue mm-hmm. is gonna make a difference. And it's you know, it's not. Like, I mean, capitalism in itself is, is a system that is set up to the only way someone can be do well is by other by a mass amount of people not doing well. Right. Um, but it is a system that we operate in currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and until we topple it, we have to operate within it. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you operate within it and you do what you can and like a system like this uh will help a lot of people like you said if it's right and exact 
Gab, I hope that um, I'm going to read into this a little bit, but yeah, I hope that, you know, um, that the loans are right and exact. You're not hitting people with a, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a crazy interest rate or nothing like that. Just, just do right by people. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I hope it's not like rush card reinvented. <laughs> I've seen a few people bring, <laughs> bring up the Rush card shit, the Queen Latifah card, which we talked yeah. about on this podcast before. Yeah. One of our first episodes is like everybody gets a Rush card. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. So I hope it's not that. Oh, you know man. what I mean? We're like, yo, get your, uh, you know, get your check direct deposited on Greenwood Banking. And then like all of a sudden your checks are not showing up on your right. card or something. Right. Like, I hope it's not that. I hope it's not like the fat farm card or some shit. You right. Know what I mean? Yo, Russ ain't shit, yo. Cause like, <laughs> they definitely said like motherfuckers like around the country, thousands of people just didn't get their check one week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. come on, y'all. Like we trusted y'all. I ain't trust y'all niggas because, you know, I, I trusted the Queen Latifah card when I was like 18 and I was young and dumb. But you know, years later, I ain't trust no motherfucker rush car. Nah, nah, there's no way. Nah, I can't. Like, I don't know, my man. Like, you know, Fat Farm was never really my 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 wave in like fashion wise. Yeah. If I can't trust you fashion wise, like I can't uh, I can't trust you with my money. You wouldn't get like a Buster Rhymes like Bushi credit no. card. No. A Giant belt. leather hats <laughs> that have like thirty patches on them is not my wave. So Mad like, colors. I, yeah, I'm not. You know, and listen, I wouldn't trust Andre three thousand with my money either. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Dog your fashion, name. your fashion sense shows me that you make bad decisions. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Russ was wearing a lot of sweater vests that like, you know what I mean? Yo, they had like the fake preppy shit. I'm like, dog, yeah. why am I not just buying like low? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds fucked up, but like, come on, Russ. I'm not trying to buy a fucking, uh, a fucking V-neck sweater vest <laughs> from y'all niggas. And then, and then fuck, on it. Yeah, fuck my credit up with a damn rush card. <laughs> yeah, come no, on. I'm good. God damn. Hopefully this isn't like, you know what I mean, a run the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> run your credit report. <laughs> yeah, run your credit report. You know I, tr- I trust Killer Mike more than I trust Russell Simmons. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I don't know that brother. I don't know neither one of them brothers, but I trust I trust Killer Mike over Russell Simmons. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was also a story this week uh, where Kid Cudi, um, I think it was in Rolling Stone, Italy, um, I was about to call it Rolling Stone Italian. That that definitely wasn't right. That sounds like a fucking salad. So in in, in article in Rolling Stone Italy, he talks about like his struggles with mental health. Um, and like I mean, his first single is like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All about was definitely a uh, a song about mental health. Yeah. So I know he's talked about it for a while, but like he also talked about how like um, he's really struggled recently. And um, that album he did with Kanye. Um, mm. Kids see ghosts, or like children see ghosts, or is it kids? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, his kids see ghosts. Yeah, he uh, said how that really, really helped him, and like music in general, like it's such mm. a, a great outlet. Um, but also, like I remember Dak Prescott, the quarterback from the 
Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck the Cowboys, but uh, <laughs> all day. Uh, they he talked about struggling with like mental health. Like I think his brother died recently. His brother was killed. I think recently. Oh wow. Um, or died. I know he's passed. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember if he died or uh, just like you know sick or something like that. But or if he was killed. But he's like talked about like really struggling this past year with like mental health and yeah. um, depression and anxiety. Um, and like Skip Bayless like ripped into him on whatever the fuck what? his show is. Really. Undisputed. Yeah, and just was like, you can't be showing weakness and blah, 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 blah. No, he didn't yeah, say Yeah, he was that. like, oh, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You can't be showing weakness. That's like, like part of the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being a cowboy. Oh. Um, and so, like, what I do like is, like, with the situation with Kid Cudi talking about it and then, like, Dak Prescott opening up about it. Obviously, Kevin Love talked about it before. Um uh Paul George just recently um had opened up about suffering through like depression and anxiety in the bubble. Um, oh wow. And, and everything going on with COVID. Yeah. Um and I think like just having that discussion is so important, man. Like um this is a man like I'm dead honest. Like I've struggled with it recently. Like yeah. just with like just anxiety and stress and like the fucking depression of COVID. Like yesterday I had a, an anxiety attack. Mm. Um, and like, it's a constant struggle. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I think what's important about what Cuddy said about like talking about like music and like how like art helps him. I think it's something that like in a larger scale, when we talk about, Um, how schools are severely underfunded now Mm -hmm. and like a lot of these kids like rec centers and all that shit are just not being exposed to any way to even help and like they're not getting the mental health they need mental health help that they need yeah on top of the fact that like they're not fucking even given any outlet yeah um that really could help them outlets and then you know support systems too yeah you know, because yeah. I, I feel like I, I'll, I'll speak for myself. When I was a kid, there were like certain people I felt like I could talk to. And maybe it would be, you know, a parent. Maybe it would be a teacher or somebody in the neighborhood or somebody who's like a coach. You know what I mean? Like I it it's 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 not always, you know, the people who you think it might be. So kids need as many of those potentials as possible, like potential people that they can talk to. And like you said, like a lot of kids just don't have the outlets or the resources. And it's like, well, damn, you know what I mean? If there's nobody at home or school, then there's not even the potential for somebody at fucking pal or you know, yeah. at the library, the fucking library is open like an hour a day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you, know what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Because all the budgets are cut. So, yeah, it's, it's a really um, potentially dangerous situation for a young person. They don't have anybody to turn to. Yeah. And I know like there's a lot of talk of like rising suicide rates now with like, you know, with everything going on with like, with quarantine and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and the idea that like, you know, you, the youth are, um, the suicide rates in the youth are going up. And it's like, I don't understand how people do not see the direct correlation between A, how we even 
talk about and handle mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like Skip Bayless is like the biggest, one of the biggest fucking sports personalities as far as like TV talking head type people in the world. Absolutely. For him to even fix his mouth to say, like, I understand, like, listen, I know that like those dudes go on and like, go, okay, I'm going to take this point of view. You take this point of view and we'll argue and shit because right. they contradict themselves constantly because like they for, probably forget each day what position they took yesterday. Right. But to even think that that would fly, that someone would say like, yeah, well, you know, you're weak because you, you're, you can't talk about that. It's like, yeah. Do you know how many people like, uh, that might've saved by even just mentioning that? Yeah, you know yeah. Paul George just talking about it, Kid Cudi talking about it, yeah, um, and just mentioning the idea that like, yeah, you know, I struggle with it too because there's so many kids out here that are dealing with it every day. Yeah, and and feeling the worst, like struggling is bad. You know what I mean? Obviously, and like you know, dealing with stuff and like trying to you know press on through it, struggling and feeling like you're alone in it. Yeah. Is even worse. Yeah. So there's yeah, no I mean, I, there's no reason to like, you know, even outside of like just like common decency on a practical level, there's no reason to question people for speaking out about that or like try to stamp that stuff down. We need more of that. Yeah. I remember the Eagles had a, a offensive lineman they drafted. Or was the defensive lineman? I don't remember. Years ago. Um he made that song. Remember the joint? He had the, he made a song, my get your Michael Phelps song, my Michael Phelps song. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember dude's name. Um, but they talked about him like struggling with like depression and anxiety and shit like that. Right. And like it was a joke point on the radio. Like people were like, Oh yeah, Whoa. I bet he's depressed and all those kind of things. And then like it was something that was not handled very well at all. Yeah. Um, as far as like people just thought, oh, it's okay to make fun of somebody who's suffering from these things because like they looked at it as a weakness. Yeah. And I remember being a kid and knowing that like I knew something was wrong, right? Like I didn't understand exactly what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know my mom has like severe, like she dealt with severe depression. Like she didn't even tell me she was seeing somebody when I was a kid. Like she would see um, a therapist. Yeah. Uh, but I knew she dealt with like anxiety and depression and stuff like that when I was a kid. I just could see it. I didn't know what, you know, how to term it or anything like mm-hmm. that. You knew. Um, yeah. yeah, but I knew. I didn't know until like recently, like in the last year or two, that she saw somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was on medicine, like all these things I did not know as a kid. But like I was, I knew something was wrong in myself. I knew there was like a reason why I hated who I was and I hated myself mm-hmm. as much as I did. Um, and like why I would like feel certain ways and shit like that. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have a way to contextualize it. And there was no talk of that shit in any like avenue that like we lived in, like sports, music, like none of those things. Mm -hmm. No one talked about like, oh, I'm depressed. Yeah. Uh, I was, um, watching uh the biggie biopic the other day Uh notorious Mm -hmm. and it just made me think about um when he when biggie's first record came out and he had the song like suicidal thoughts and he's talking about like wanting to kill himself and like 
hating himself and like self-loathing and stuff. I remember that shit was uh, such a like scandal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when he um, when he first like came out and was addressing that stuff because, you know, nobody had done it before. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody had rapped about being depressed. You know, maybe um, like my mind's playing tricks on me was like maybe the first like rap song that dealt with mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but even that hadn't gone as far as Biggie would go a few years later. And it was really just it was it was it was scandalous. You know what I mean? It was something yeah. that just wasn't done and wasn't talked about. And I do appreciate that uh, the culture and the music has kind of opened up more and allowed for more of that shit because it, I feel like it really is necessary to be uh, something for it to be something that's put out on front street for people to feel more and more comfortable with sharing. And, and we all work it out and support people as they work it out. Yeah. Yeah. I- I think it's just so um I think it's so important that it's uh I mean so what Skip Bayless did was shit. Like he's a shit person for doing Yeah, yeah fuck Skip Bayless but for that shit. What I did love was like the blowback that he got. Mm-hmm. He earned um, that. Yeah. And like just that turn in conversation of like you know, people would talk about you being weak. And yeah. like that turned me, like he said that, and they were like, yo, fucking Fox needs to suspend dude for that. Like people were legit on Twitter, like, yo, people need to, they need to suspend him for that. Yeah. Like that's dangerous. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like what you're talking about is dangerous. You're literally endangering other people by telling them they need to power through. Right. Especially at a time when we're living in like a fucking precedented shit of, you know what I mean? A fucking pandemic where people are stuck in their house, right? You know, ninety some percent of the time, and um, people are lacking human interaction. Human, literal, something that we actually need to survive. Mm-hmm. We are lacking in human interaction, um, and like, you know, one of the biggest things they talk about, like with like depression and anxiety, is like, yo, like hugging is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, to defeat that. Like that yeah. feeling, right? And like not being able to even have that is right. fucking hard. <laughs> like yeah. when your reaction is, yeah, well, you need to man up and power through that. Yeah, power fucking through it. Skill is <laughs> somebody who probably ain't even been punched in the face since like the 60s, <laughs> telling people to fucking power through some shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, 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 I just was really happy when I read. Uh, when I was reading the Kid Kid Cudi thing and like um, but then like also thinking like god damn like there's so many kids out here who just not even like have access to any of these support systems yeah Um, you know obviously there's no fucking money for you know music programs like my son's high school didn't even have a music program like there's no music at our high school that we went to there's no music class anymore yeah Um, like that's completely like that's just closed like that whole wing is something different now um, and I mean, it was barely functional when we were in school. So like the right. idea that it's closed now is like, yeah, that's not too crazy. Cause this shit was barely functional when we were kids. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, uh, that like, 
it's I mean, I don't know. I think like how we look at a lot of these as these things is is wild to me that and how these aspects of like you know just simple things of like treating people like mental health is healthcare. Like I think was yesterday. I think yesterday was Mental Health Day, mm-hmm. um, International Mental Health Day. Um, uh, I know like uh, on Reddit the like our unemployed thread like mm. the top thing that's pinned on there is like the suicide uh, oh, prevention wow. number and all that kind of shit. Because like, you know, they just announced last week, they're like, uh, you know, dickhead um, said like, yo, we're breaking down conversations. We're not going to talk about uh, any more stimulus until after the fucking election. <sighs> so fucking horrible. Y'all are, <laughs> y'all like, are yo, basically people. letting it be known that you're yeah. going to like hold us hostage. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they gave out one stimulus check of $1,200. Right. Uh, fucking five months ago now, some shit like that. Right. Maybe longer. I don't even fucking know. Right. But they gave that out, and then, like, they were like, yeah, all right, fuck y'all. Yeah. And then, like, the unemployment. Like, they, they made that extension in the uh, that extra money that, like, literally was one payment. Mm-hmm. Like, you got that unemployment that extension that he put he put in for like the 300 bucks literally went out one time and that was it like they gave a chunk payment for like four or five weeks and then that ran out like that was Mm -hmm. it like you got one time so it's you know like there's people on that thread are just like yo i don't um i don't know what i'm gonna do like i don't have it i have enough food for a couple excuse me for a couple days right right and like where like you're the fucking dude who runs the country is like yeah you know what we're gonna hold off on talking about it anymore mm-hmm. and, and, like how and, is like, that just, acceptable yeah and like just voting doesn't change that because it's not just him like you know what i mean this is a system that is fucking morally corrupt right right you know what i mean and you know that system is like the idea that you could be like yo fuck your citizen citizen yeah fuck them all yeah you know what I mean? Just figure like, it out. You can't yeah. you can't pay rent, can't do anything, and you can't work. Yeah. Just fucking yeah, figure like to, it out. They're like, yeah, well, you know, just go get new jobs. Like, what jobs are out there, man? <laughs> like, you know like what I mean? Like, where? Where? Like, it, it's, it's insane. And, you know, I'm glad that the conversation is at least being had about mental health. And, like, how that's changed in the last, I think really has changed in the last few years. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that's changed. Also, the idea that like because you're rich, you don't deal. You don't, or, or because of your your situation, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. oh well, you know, why why would this person kill themselves? This rich person kill themselves? Because like, yeah. mental health is a real fucking thing. Like, right. you know what I mean? And money don't fix it. No, I don't know. I think in the end, like though, I do. I do really. Um, feel good about like the place it's heading as far as like mental health awareness and uh those type of things i think it's really 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 important um because man this world is fucking shitty right now and if if at least people know they can talk about it that's major right that's major because man it's a fucking you know listen dog could be a dark next month man you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like um 
you know, we've we've lasted through uh, this whole summer with this thing. But now, like the weather's changing yeah. and now it's getting it's getting mad, dark, mad early. Yeah, seasonal, seasonal depression is a real thing. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's going to get cold. Uh, and like, you know, holidays are going to start coming around. And like, you know, right. people are going to be like not being able to go see their families and, you know, fucking what does Thanksgiving look like in COVID? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's going to look crazy. Right. I mean, you know, I don't want to have Zoom things. I don't do Thanksgiving anyway, so it doesn't make a difference to me. But yeah. um, like for people who do, like it's going to be wild. It's going to be weird. and Yeah. And, so um, I do, uh, I do uh, hope that like this is opening up. I hope that there's like a move um, to like push for more mental health, uh, uh, more mental health uh, in like coverage and health insurance. Because when I had my mm-hmm. when I did my old job, my health insurance didn't even really cover any of it. Like, right. like. You know, I had to hit like a twenty thousand deductible or some shit like that before, like they would pay for any some ridiculous shit like that. Like there was just it just it wasn't going to cover it. You know what yeah. I mean? And fucking mental health is expensive. Like mental health care is expensive. Yeah. So, um, the hope is, you know, I'm hoping that like as it becomes more aware that you know we get more we get more changes for that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, Absolutely. yeah, I guess we can uh, you know, we can end it on that depressing uh, <laughs> <laughs> that depressing thing, and uh, uh, get ready to take another break, and then hop into like what new music we were listening to. Word, let's do it. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here. And boy, it does seem to be happening here. I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy. And it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So. 
If you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, right back at it. Uh, So did you listen to anything new this week? Yes. Um, Shout out uh, to the homie Keystone, uh, friend of the podcast and Mm -hmm. um, friend of mine since I was young. Yeah. Um, He released an album called Dash. Well, EP, uh, which is perfect because, you know, I, I, I started listening to uh, the dude Hedy One, um, mm. the grime rapper Hedy One. He released yeah, yeah. an album, um, and I listened to a good chunk of it, but it's 20 songs deep. So I didn't finish listening to that, that album yet. That's so a lot anyway. of songs. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of fucking songs, man. Uh, it was good. What I listened to of it was good, but like, yeah. wow, that was a lot. But um, yeah, so the homie Keystone, uh, he released an album called Dash, um, and it's really good. Um, you know, uh, beats are super dope. I think he, I know he does production, so I'm not sure um, what he produced of it on, uh, produced of this record. Mm. Um, but uh, the bars are super dope. Nice. Um, you know, it's it's not trap rap, like it's straight bars mm-hmm. and like, you know, more boom bapish. Uh, so all the people who listen that are like, you know, get like a little annoyed when we talk a lot of like, you know, <laughs> trap man, trap music and yeah, like yeah. whatever. Um, this this is like more like bar down, um, boom bat shit like that. But it's super dope. Um, you know his it's exact produced by his homie Ivan who passed. Damn, um, rest in peace. Yeah, so like it's it's a heartfelt record, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's really good. Uh, it's out on all streaming platforms. Uh, um, Keystone Dash. I think people should really check it out because I, I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Nice. And like, yeah, I think it's a dope record. Dope, well, dope EP, whatever. But mm-hmm. I think it's really dope. And like, I know he's got some more stuff coming. So like, I'm really happy that he's like he's he's been sitting on music. Like another person I know who sat, who's made <laughs> made music and <laughs> sat on it. <laughs> um, no longer. <laughs> I'm definitely about to hit niggas with like a reissue and a new beat tape very soon. That's so, as you should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like he's, I know he's recorded a ton of music and like sat on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad he's like putting it out. Me and him had a long conversation not too long ago about like putting work out and working on shit. Yeah. And like he's like, so I'm glad I was really happy when he put this out. Um, and like it's dope. So like I'm, I want people to check it out. So yeah, Work. Keystone Dash. Okay. Did yeah, you say anything though? Absolutely. Um, I've been fucking with uh Will, Willie the Kid, his album. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he got a joint called Capital Gains. That's really fucking dope. Um, like he's real nice on the mic. I think he was on um, uh, the Buck Wild album, and his his song on uh Buck Wild album was like one of my favorites of that okay. that whole record. Um. But yeah, his his album is Capital Gains and like the the he's ill on the mic. The production is stupid on this show. <laughs> like really? uh V Don, Alchemist, Evidence, and Mugs all wow. have beats on it. And there's like some other cats who are real ill. It's yeah, it's just like what you would expect if you've heard, you know, Willie the Kid before, and if you've heard all those producers that I named. That's what you can expect from this record. Yeah, it's really, shit. 
yeah, it's really fucking heavy and dope. Word, I'm gonna check that joint out. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, just on the production side alone, I want to hear it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's that shit, man. Like, if, you know, if I had a whip, like just some shit, you could, like, <laughs> ride around and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hard body shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. Smoke Dizzy dropped a new record too. I didn't get a chance to listen to that yet either. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I'm I'm like backed up with. Yeah, my, me too. My inbox is like stupid right now. <laughs> like I'm like backed up. If you're listening to this and you've emailed me in like the past two weeks, I apologize because I probably didn't get back to you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm gonna take some time this week to like play catch up because like my. I have a few things to write, but my writing schedule isn't really crazy this week. I knocked out a couple of joints uh, last week, um, but I'm 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 gonna like catch up on a lot of stuff. I still haven't done like my Grammy voting. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Um, this week is gonna be like a nice catch up week. Yeah. Taylor Swift, you put down for like album of the year, right? I'm absolutely voting for Taylor Swift, a thousand right. percent. She, she dropped she, an album this year, right? Yeah, she, she did. did right? Yeah, hundred okay. <laughs> percent. She earned it. Like, <laughs> that's you got it right here. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Why wouldn't I vote for her? Yeah. Although, like, oh, you know what? I just thought about this. So you know, we're on a quest for a quest for an egot. Yes, absolutely. We need to figure out how now with your your Grammy voting, <laughs> how we can set up so the podcast can get a, can uh, get a Grammy, can get a Grammy. I feel like we're either going to get a Grammy for this podcast or I'm going to like produce somebody's like audio book. We're going to work on some shit and we're going to get something's got to give. Yeah. The Grammy's going to be like the first one. Yeah. I can feel it. The Grammy or maybe the Emmy is going to be like the first do they one. Give, do they give like for like, uh, for soundtracks for documentaries, can like we get one for the soundtrack for the documentary? Maybe, yeah. Yo, <laughs> I, I, I'm just plotting on how we can, yeah. get the, you know, get rolling on our ego. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's got to be like it's got to be us before like John Legend. Shout out to John yeah. Legend, but yeah, it's got to be us first. Yeah, like you know, because I'm wearing a hoodie, I'm not wearing no suit to the. Uh, nah. To the, you know what I mean? I'm wearing this hoodie abortion. right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a uh I'm a I'm gonna try and figure out how to uh I got the only one I the only one I'm worried about really is the Tony. And Tony's gonna be rough. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a play dude. I, I don't even know if I've ever been to a play. So uh like I might have been to a play when I was a kid. Speaking of plays, um, another like new thing that I checked out this week, you just reminded me, um, the 40 year old version. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw really that. Really? I didn't dope. see it. I saw like it average. Like, I got saw people posting about it. Yeah, it's, it's a film. It's on Netflix. This woman, uh, Rada Blank, who's an MC and a playwright, um, she wrote uh, the Spike Lee, um, she's got to have it. Uh, reboot. She was like, oh, one of okay. the, she was one of the writers on that shit. And this, you can tell like a lot of that visual style from that transferred over to this, but it's really, it's her as like kind of like a failed playwright, you know, about to turn 40. And she relaunches a career as a rapper, which kind of happened to Rada IRL. I think she like 
um she's writing plays but then like one of her like videos of her rapping like went viral or some shit like IRL and this film is kind of based on that whole thing is really fucking dope if you like funny uh like hip-hop films about you know hip-hop and life and shit it's really fucking dope 40 year old version if if y'all haven't seen it it's on netflix okay yeah i, I saw people like talking about it and i i, I, mean, I was meaning to check it out yeah um, it's, yeah, it's really cool do that this week work yeah shout out yeah so we that's the only one we really got to work on yeah yo that tony. that tony yeah it'll be it'll be rough but then again i feel like I feel like we could do something and then uh, I feel like Broadway, I feel like if we did an ill TV show or something like Broadway would come hollering at us like, hey, yeah. you want to make this into, you know, yeah, do like some Hamilton shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Make like John Brown a musical. <laughs> That'd be crazy. He just killing <laughs> white folks and rapping. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, telling you, <laughs> but yo, no, don't no. Hey, cut that part from the podcast. We might have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, that's, that's a million <laughs> idea right there. Cut that shit out. Uh, yeah, man. But that, that, you know, listen, he got coming. I'm not even worried about it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know I mean, but um, we start wrapping up. Um, you can get us on anywhere on the socials at seriousrapture.com. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, you can get us at SeriousRapture.com, too. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> sure merch- can. Get the merchandise. Uh, get that exclusive video. Um, you can get us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Rap Shit. Um, I am Indy, I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Do not send us friend requests um, Don't. on Facebook. Don't look us up. Because uh, I think our names are like in the description of like each podcast, so like yeah, yeah. you can find us if you if you want us. Although yours would be a little harder, maybe because like there's like a million like they probably find a wrestler first, right? You but I mean? if you if you write in something like John Morrison writer or John Morrison Philadelphia, I'm right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the first. My my yeah. secret mission in life is to become more popping than that wrestling nigga. <laughs> Dude, I don't even think he wrestles no more. Like you definitely should be more popular than him now. He like came back. Oh he really? Like, yeah, he like retired and then he came back recently. Oh fuck that! You more popular than that dude. Yo, when this yeah. book drop and you got a bestseller on your hands, man, that would be way way more popping than dude. Hell yeah! yeah like I just I know, know, like I know how like Facebook works with like fan pages. There's probably like a ton of fan pages for like a wrestler and shit. Right, hundred so percent. They'll probably like pop up first. I gotta fight that dude for the name. Yeah, like, tell just tell him to shoot me a fair one for the name. Or you change yours to like J. What's your middle name again? Lavar. Lavar. So change it to like J. L. Morrison. Yo, I, I would sound like a that's writer. A dope, I would. I would sound a like a nigga on NPR. <laughs> yeah, that's a really dope like writer name. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm J. L. Morrison. <laughs> I thought about changing mine, like doing mine as J. W. Lighty, like on, on shit. Wait, what's your middle name? Like Warren. I never fucking knew that. Yeah, I've known you like 40 years. <laughs> I've never <laughs> known what your middle name was. I feel like somebody maybe Liz asked me a while ago. I feel like somebody asked me what your middle name was. I don't fucking Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Warren. Uh, oh, I don't even know where that came from. I have no idea where that came from. Right. 
I know I'm, my name was going to be Josh or Josh or Jocelyn if I was mm-hmm. a girl. So like that name was already my mom had settled on that. Yeah, I have no idea what my middle. It's probably like my great grandfather. Yeah, one of like your that, people's. You know yeah. I mean? um, yeah, but uh, JW Lighty, JL Morrison, <laughs> those two dudes. They win Tonys. They definitely win Tonys. And they Oscars. win Tonys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Oscars. Like, it's they like J.J. Win... Abrams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, or we do, or we do the shit like George Martin did. Like, it just start adding letters to our middle name. Like George, mm. George is George R. R. Martin, and it's only R. R. because of J. R. R. Tolkien. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. He he made that up. So we just He's need to start. This with... shit up. Yeah, no. we just make some shit up. Like. Those JW Lighty and JL Morrison win Tony's and and, and Oscars, y'all. A thousand percent. And their their quote goes up. Like their fee yeah. is way higher than like our fee oh, that we yeah. getting for shit now. Yeah. Yeah, I still use a fucking nickname on my uh, IG and Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? I I think your nickname is on our iHeart uh contract. Oh, really? It's probably Look like they it. probably thought it was our mid, my middle name. <laughs> Look at it again. We gotta we gotta dig that up. I'm pretty sure I remember looking at our iHeart contract and be like, why did they put Josh's uh nickname on this shit? Oh, my middle my my name on my bank account is not Joshua. Like my real name is Joshua, obviously. Yeah. My middle my real name is not on my bank account. Cause I think when I filled out the paperwork years because i've been with my same bank forever mm-hmm. so like i think when i filled out the paperwork you know i was a dumb kid and i just wrote josh instead of writing joshua oh, snap. and i've run into issues with that where they're like why is it your name so and so on your bank account name, yeah yeah because i went to go like cash a check or something and it was like written all the way out as like you know joshua Lydie or whatever mm-hmm. and they were like yo why is your name not on your bank account and I was right. like, I don't fucking know. Like, like that's right. it's Josh, but like my card says Josh Lighty on it. Mm. You know what I mean? But the joke I used to tell people was uh my mind was too poor when I was born to buy a vowel. Because <laughs> I leave off UA. So like yeah, yeah. I was like, my mom was too broke to buy two vowels. Like, yeah, God damn. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was funnier back then. Um, but uh it like made yeah, me go sad. To, <laughs> <laughs> go to uh go to um seriousrapshit.com and buy some merch. Um yep. help us out. Hoodies um, and shit. Yeah, it's hoodie season, baby. We gotta make a ski mask. We gotta make a blizzard of ninety six ski mask. We gotta yeah. do it. And it's cool, like you can wear a mask now, so like you know what yep. I mean, you get away with it. Niggas don't know um, if you're being safe or you know, trying to rob. Exactly. Um yeah, it's it's weird. Like I'll like I'll be going like I'll go to like football practice and I'll go like I'll put my man like I got the the neck joint, the one that you pull up all the way from mm-hmm. the neck. And like when I put that shit on, I always feel like I'm getting ready to go rob a bank. Like I'm yeah. putting on this big ass mask to pull up over my face. Yeah. Um yeah, so go to serious right. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't mean podcast is done. Dog. Um, I was going in the store like um like the bodega and shit. This was like right before quarantine hit. And I swear to God, I walked in and saw this dude like masking up. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to like slide back. 
out of the fucking store. Cause I was like, man, these niggas, I've never been shot before. And today ain't gonna be the day. Uh, uh, if but, I made it this long without being shot, like I really don't want to get shot now. Man, look, I that nigga was like masking, and I, I was with the slide back out the joint. But um one of the like store workers like saw me it was like oh hey hey you know and i was like and i, and I peeped the scene i was like oh he's just like trying on a mask in the store he wasn't like robbing the place <laughs> fuck that shit ain't gonna be me. like what uh what shit was in juice when they uh they in the, the diner or whatever <laughs> uh-huh. yeah no that's fuck no that good shit. um yeah it was a blizzard right when blizz Liz goes in there to yeah, go buy yeah. juice, right? Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, so seriousrapshit.com. Go get your merchandise, go get you your hoodie or some shit. Um yep. also uh the abolish ice t-shirts and hoodies are still available on Instance Trapping Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um COVID is like tearing through the camps right now and Jesus. like killing man people and like all types of wildness, man. Google like what's going on with the with the camps and like how like they were just not even like screening like sexual predators and shit like that to hire to watch kids yeah fucking wild um and part of the proceeds from those go to uh helping migrant families with um legal aid um and uh oh if you're listening to this in the iheart uh i mean in the um the apple podcast app you can uh review us right in that um five stars write a nice review Mm-hmm. Tell us how wonderful we are. We really yeah. appreciate that. Uh, we need it too. It helps like push us up the charts. Yeah. Um, and you know, we cooking a few things up. We got some shit going on. So you know what mm-hmm. I mean. There's be big announcements coming soon. But um, yeah. other than that, uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and if you're like me, you're probably worried right now, in part because of the fascist insurrection on January 6th in Washington, D.C. But what if I were to tell you that what happened in D.C. was just the latest in more than a century of fascist attempts to take over democratic governments, many of them successful? Learn about the history of these insurrections and the history of anti-fascist actions attempting to stop them when you listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.